Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Thank you, Jason. I'm very glad to be here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I greet you all in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I want to thank God for my friend, Chris. Maybe he can stand and wave for you. Those who don't know him, he's, he's Chris. And, uh, with Barnabas Fund, a Christian renowned organization standing with the persecuted church. Uh, When you look at me, uh, don't be mistaken to think that I'm a pop star. (laughs) And uh, I'm not trying to do any swagger here. This is not swaggering. You may think that, you know, this guy is swaggering, you know. The reason I put on dark glasses is because I'm a victim of a horrific, terrible attack of acid. I was not born this way. I was born when I'm one of the beautiful, typical African men. I had a wonderful face and a smile, but my face was burnt with acid in 2011. It's a miracle and God's power and grace for me to stand here today. Otherwise, I could have been a dead person uh, seven years ago. I want to begin with a, a verse from the Holy Bible. If you have your Bibles, we can try to read in the book of John chapter 16 and verse 2. John 16 and verse 2. This is the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ and he's talking about a very important issue. Uh, Can somebody help me to read there, if you can? John 16, verse 2, if you can. Somebody who can... Is that all? John... Chapter 16. Are we there? My point there is the warning, a message from the Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying that there will be a time when people will try to kill you 
thinking that they are offering service to God. Christians, we live in such a time. There is a lot of persecution against Christians in the world today. To tell you the truth, in the world today, Christians are more persecuted than any other religious group on the planet Earth. The most persecuted people, most persecuted people group today are the Christian believers. The government of the United Nations, uh, I mean United States of America, including the UN, they have agreed that in some countries today, to be a Christian, it's a high risk. There is a great genocide going on in Nigeria where people come in and slaughter members of the church. Not because they are criminals, but because they are Christians. My background, I was not born a Christian. I was born in a Muslim family. And uh, I studied the Islamic theology. You know, I was being groomed to be a Muslim teacher. I know the Quran. I know Arabic. And uh, I never thought of becoming a Christian because Christian theology is different from Islamic theology. Actually, it's contrary. When I was seated there, I heard one of the brothers here saying that Jesus is the son of God. How many people here believe that Jesus is the son of God? You don't believe so? I believe too. But before becoming a Christian, it was very hard for me to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Because the teaching of Islam, it says God cannot have a son. In Arabic, it says, that God does not beget, does not produce. The word in Arabic says, Allah cannot have a son. Again, you cannot be a Christian if you don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. How many people here believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead? You do believe that? When I was a Muslim, I was told that Jesus was not killed, Jesus was not crucified. I'm saying this uh, so that you missionaries, people who are going to preach the gospel, you know, you must know what it takes for a Muslim to believe Jesus. It's a miracle. 
because there are three wonderful teachings in the church that can change a person to be a believer. One is to believe that Jesus is the son of God. It's very important. The Bible says in 1 John that who overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. So Jesus being the son of God is a, a great important teaching in the church. Again, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is equally important to Christians. But when I was a Muslim, the theology of Islam denounces Jesus being a son of God. And the theology of Islam again denounces the death and the resurrection of Jesus. According to the teaching of St. Paul, Apostle Paul said, if Jesus did not die and rose from the dead, that means believers in Christ are lost and our faith is in vain. So that means that death and the resurrection of Jesus is a very, very important factor as far as Christianity is concerned. Another important teaching is about the Trinity when you believe God, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But when I was a Muslim, I was not believing none of, uh, any of that. But I am glad that there is power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. After some time, I became a Christian and uh, I now believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I, I now believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead. I now believe that there is no any other name that can save human being except the name of Jesus Christ. I'm now a preacher of the gospel and a pastor of a church in Uganda. The church is called Gospel Life Church International based in Kampala, Uganda. Kampala is the capital city of Uganda and uh, it's a nice country whenever you think of uh, going to Africa plan to come to Uganda, we shall host you and welcome you greatly. It's fertile land. You need to eat fresh fish. Fish? Yes? You will get good one. <laughs> people are hospitable. They, they, they receive people. They citizens of Uganda, good people. They like people. But uh, I stand here uh, on the invitation of Barnabas Fund. I came here uh, to share about uh, the work of Barnabas Fund in Africa. Barnabas Fund has charitable work in Africa, including feeding programs, medicine, surgeries, orphan support, and provision of wells for water. In Africa, water is a problem. So Barnabas Fund is funding those programs. In my case, in my case, in our church, Barnabas Fund is our partner helping us with funds to rehabilitate ex-Muslims who are persecuted. Listen to me very attentively. Uh, in Uganda, Along with other church ministries, we help adults and children 
who are victims of religious persecution. Although the Ugandan constitution guarantees religious freedom, and Uganda is over 80% Christians, still Muslims are the minorities, but they persecute Christians who convert to, from Islam. This is very important for missionaries to understand. Previously, people have been persecuted in the Middle East where Muslims are the majority. But in my case, Uganda is 80% Christian. The Christians are the majority. But people who convert from Islam to Christianity are persecuted by the Muslim minority. Children who convert are being chased from schools by the authorities at Muslim-owned schools. Housewives who accept Jesus are being forcefully divorced by their Muslim husbands. Employees in Muslim-owned enterprises who convert from Islam are being fired from jobs. And in some cases, victims of persecution have been injured, received death threats, or have been killed. While others like me, myself, are survivors of acid attack, acid is being thrown on us by Muslims. Some believers, because of persecution, they lose hope and they end up backsliding. That's why we put up a rehabilitation center and in this rehabilitation center, it includes education for orphans and vulnerable children of converted Muslim background believers, direct support for victims, as well as pursuing litigation. These are matters of law to advocate for the rights of those persecuted believers. That is advocacy and handling matters of religious freedom and cases of religious-based discrimination. The support is effectively used for this very important noble cause. And uh, like I told you, to give you just a brief background, People are persecuted. Others, you may not see them, but you can see me. What happened to me? It was in December 2011, on the 24th, December, Christmas Eve, I was walking out of my church. As I was going to the vehicle, the parking, uh, where I had parked the vehicle, people called me, Pastor, can you help me? As I was turning, I saw somebody handling a bucket and he poured a bucket of acid on my face. And he shouted, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, three times, which I know 
that Allah is great, Allah is great, Allah is great. I know there is a lot of thinking and the theories in the West about Muslim extremism, but uh, some of the theories are not true. I was born in a Muslim family. I trained to be a Muslim. I studied Islamic theology. I know Arabic, I know the Quran, I know Hadith, I know Islamic, we call it Tarekh, Islamic history. But let me tell you people in the West, one, pray for every Christian who is in the Middle East. There is a lot of misguided theories in Europe and North America. And uh, people end up saying, that Islam is a peaceful religion. To tell you the truth, it's not. Many of our people in the Middle East are suffering. Many churches are being attacked. Now, after the Middle East, it's in North Africa. After North Africa, now my country is East Africa. Recently in Kenya, there's a neighboring country of Uganda, Kenya. East Africa is having five countries. Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi, and now we have Southern Sudan is coming in. But in Kenya, armed, guy, armed people stopped a bus. People with guns stopped a bus. And they began telling everybody in the bus to recite Islamic prayers. Those who managed to read in Arabic, they were told to go on this side. Those who failed, they were told to go on this side. And those people who read Arabic, Islamic prayers, they were told to go back to the bus. And they told the driver to drive away. These ones who failed, they were laid down on the road. And they said, Allah Akbar and shot them dead. Why? Because of their love to Jesus. Many of those who were killed were Christians. So it's a high time people in free countries like United Kingdom and other countries to pray and consider support the people who are persecuted in those countries. These misguided theories most of it is propaganda, and that is Islamic propaganda. When I was studying theology in Islam, they call it taqiyya. You are allowed to deceive in order to spread Islam. It's a teaching which is called taqiyya. I pray that Christians will not be slaves of taqiyya, but you will understand the truth. Jesus said, there will be a time when people will try to kill you thinking that they are serving God. With that, I want to show you some of the pictures of me before and me after. And if you wish, you'll be able to ask me some questions. Okay. All right. When you see my time is five minutes less, uh, 
remaining, you just do this. Is okay? All right. Are you following, brothers? Can I show you the pictures? Are you following me clearly? All right. So some of the pictures are graphic. Uh, that is me before the attack. I told you I was beautiful. <laughs> That's not my wife, but she's a preacher. Uh, actually, a wife of, my, of a pastor. A wife of a pastor. And, and that was 2010. Oh, I do this? It's not moving. What have I done, my friend? You will help me here. Okay. That's me again. As an American missionary who had visited me. That is me in my office. Still beautiful. Then that, that is a fateful, a fateful night on the 24th of December 2011. Look at this wonderful, beautiful face and look at it, uh, at it again here. Mm. Bruised. Again, bruised. When acid touches the skin, it melts the skin. Acid is one of the most burning chemicals in the world. In Africa, we use acid to test between gold and metals. Whatever metal you get and throw in acid, it will dissolve. Just imagine, if acid dissolves metals, what can happen if it's put on a human skin? It eats the skin from inside out. And that's what happened. After there, look at this. After that, look at this. Think about this. Whenever you meet a person, seriously, let us not believe in theories. Whenever you meet a person and he tells you that Islam is a peaceful religion, that is the peace he's talking about. And this is minor from what is happening to our brothers right now in Syria, right now in Iraq, right now in Yemen, right now in Iran and in Saudi Arabia. This is just minor, but look at it. And that is, it. the time came when the skin was falling away and my face was tied like that. And that night, I'll never forget, the doctors told me I have 99 chances to die. Then I said, I'll cling on 1%. And I prayed, and I want to assure you, one percent with Jesus is better than the majority. With one percent, God has given me life again. So from there, my legs and muscles were affected. I was walking back again, learning how to walk again. And then uh, again, the head is still covered. And this is after four surgeries. Just look at this. After four surgeries, the face was like this. Just imagine how the face was looking on the first surgery. Then here, then here, then after getting healed, I went back to the mission field 
And those are some of the crusades, gospel meetings we're doing, and hundreds of people coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and becoming believers. Meetings like that, meetings like that, meetings like that, meetings like that. Those are some of the victims. We, these are old women who have been forcefully divorced by the, their husbands, and we are rehabilitating them. And uh, uh, some, some of those, and that, that, that was an imam. Uh, some people believe in witchcraft and other things, and that, that imam was inflicted with that damage on the leg, and he cannot walk. That one is a Muslim convert who was attacked and, and was hammered, was hit with a hammer on the head and got paralyzed. That one is a convert from Islam, and his family members wanted to kill him, but now we're taking care of him. And we have some projects. Uh, my, my brother Chris, those are some of the projects we are going to see rabbit keeping uh, that are helping uh, our brothers and tailoring. And now those are some of the converts and uh, projects again. Children of the converted Muslims were persecuted, whom we were taken care of, and uh, a number of issues that we are doing. I want to wind up by telling you the truth about radicalization and, and uh, extremism. Uh, in the world today, there is misguided theory about this issue. And people think that maybe because of discrimination, maybe because of uh, political imbalance, that's why some Muslims choose to be radical. But I'll tell you that in the Quran, in chapter 2 of the Quran, verse 193, there is a teaching that Islam has to dominate the world. So they want to do this through terror and violence. And some people think that maybe those are radicals. Okay. But the idea is, this is in the book. It's written. For us Christians to be able to reach Muslims and pray for, for them clearly, we should admit the fact that what is causing radicalization and extremism is in the book. Chapter 2 of the Quran, verse 193, tells them that they have to establish Islamic world empire. And for them to do that, they say they have to preach, to use money, and if money fails, convince, conv uh, try to convince, and they fail, they have to use violence. And there are many verses, when you, you, you check in the book, in the Quran, many verses, for example, chapter 8 and verse 12, and chapter 8 and verse 60, it instructs them to strike terror into the hearts of non-Muslims. This is in their book. That means that if a Muslim is truly serious about practicing his religion, he must strike terror into the hearts of non-Muslims, cutting off their heads and cutting off their fingertips. Chapter 9, verse 111. Chapter 56, verse 22. 
chapter 56, verse 35 and 37, and a number of verses. There is one chapter, chapter 5 and verse 32, is a teaching of mass discrimination and genocide against non-Muslims. The non-Muslims are called kafiris, non-believers, claiming that all human beings who do not convert to Islam, they have declared the war on Allah. Now, when you hear some of the extremists saying that we are fighting United Kingdom because they are fighting us, we are fighting America because they are fighting us. People in Europe, they think that they, are, they mean a fight that is going on in Iraq or somewhere else. This verse of chapter 5 of the Quran, verse 32 says, the fact that you are not a Muslim means that by just being a non-Muslim, you have declared a war on Islam. And therefore, they have to fight you. So, uh, this verse tells them that non-Muslims should be told to convert to Islam. But if they refuse, they are to be murdered, killed, crucified, or expelled out of the land. That is Quran chapter 5 and verse 32 to 33. Therefore, it's not true, like I told you, that Islam is a peaceful religion. We should not sit back as Christians and ignore when you look at the TV everywhere, you will see gruesome stories revealing the heading of Christians, executions, imprisonments, and torture, which has become daily life in many parts of the world. In the Holy Bible, in the First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 27, we read that we are one body of Christ. And if we are one body and really we are one body of Christ, if one body part is hurting, the whole body suffers. Since we are part of the body of Christ and there is only one body of Christ, then we should therefore feel the pain when one of our brothers and sisters is being persecuted because of his religious affiliation in Christ Jesus. If we don't, honestly, we should ask ourselves a question to what body do we belong? How many minutes remain? One, two minutes. Wonderful. I like that. What is the conclusion? Christians pray for our brothers who are persecuted. Two, let us refuse to be deceived. John chapter 8, verse 32. Our success is to stand in the truth. Number three, let us put action on our prayers. When we say these words, some Christians say, I'm praying about it. Let me tell you something. Prayer without action is dead. When you see that there is a rising of extremism in your community, please take action. Petition your government, report to authorities, but don't allow darkness to swallow your country when you are folding your hands. I want to thank you for listening to me. I'll encourage questions after the service. I'll be there to answer any question you have. I will also encourage you. I have two books here, wonderful books. 
And some people have been to Ireland before. Some people have bought these books and they are, they are having wonderful testimonies about it. This book talks about how I have survived over 12 assassination attempts. And when you read it, it will empower you to do mission work without fear. And this one, it talks about my conversion, how I converted from Islam to Christianity, and a number of verses from the Bible and the Quran that can help you to reach Muslims for Christ. These books, I sell them 20, 20 each, but the money is going in Africa to serve in our church and to serve vulnerable children and adults who are persecuted. If you want to get a copy of this book, I will have a few copies here with me. Thank you very much for listening to me. May the good Lord bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you brother. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.